and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented cat, that's C-A-T, pushing all the buttons. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? We can <coughs> found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. We have two exotic locales we're going to shout out today. One is Lisbon, Portugal. Nestled among the seven hills, immensely walkable city offers an enchanting alternative to Europe's more popular capitals. Also, you can also get a nice glass of Porto, or as the English like to say, port. Our other exotic locale is Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, the capital and main financial hub. It sits on a desert plateau in the country center. Anyway, giving y'all a big cheer. Alcohol is never in short supply here on the back porch. You know, I do feel bad for people who don't drink because when they get up in the morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day. Yikes. I'm just having a Pacifico today. Uh, Dusecki's, Modelo, Corona, Pacifico. The lime is part of the deal. Cat, what you got? Um, this will come out the Thursday before Mother's Day, and I'll have a lovely cranberry and California sparkling wine mimosa here. Uh, giving a big cheer for all my moms out there, hoping you all have a special day. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks, babe. babe. All right, today we ask the question, do you know what a ghost kitchen is? I've... I think it's a kitchen that's haunted by ghosts. Is that right? No. No, no not like at all. Is a scary kitchen? No, 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 no. no. Right. I, I didn't know these things were going on, but to help save the restaurant business, ghost kitchens started popping up. Um, you know, they're usually deliver delivery only, right? Or right. you can come pick it up too. And they operate out of what is known as a dark kitchen. Right. And I know here on the back porch, we're old, we're a little slow, tardy to the party. So don't laugh at us that we didn't know about the ghost kitchens. But now we know. You know, say you have a existing restaurant. Now, some of these ghost kitchens are standalone places or they're part of an existing restaurant. Now, say you have a restaurant called Cat's Cafe. You can operate many brands under one roof. You know, Cat's Cafe can also send out food under the name of Big Ed's Burgers or TNT Tacos or Triple D Donuts. Oh, Triple D Donuts. I just made that up. The ghost kitchens, they're like, it's digital only, right? Right. Um, again, so, takeout, okay. delivery. Some of them are designed just for takeout. I believe I've repeated that over and over again. So why did the ghost kitchen start? Of course, it was when the pandemic hit, restaurants were in scramble mode, right? Right. Trying to stay afloat, 
And remember, it was just a couple years ago where we weren't allowed to sit inside our favorite restaurant. How some of the restaurants around here still aren't really fully functional. So here on the back porch, you know, when you get up there in age, you know, you start lagging behind a little bit. And then you find out there's a whole new world of food options out whole there. Whole new world. <laughs> you know, for those of you who want your food delivered, or in our case, you know, we'll just go pick it up ourselves. And of course, this thing started with the little guy, okay, trying to stay profitable. And then who comes in to ruin it? The big guy. You know, say you want to order some wings from whatever, Cosmic Wings. Cosmic. Well, guess where your wings might be coming from? Wingstop. Applebee's, Wingstop, <laughs> one of these crap holes. You know, you want a pizza from Pasquale's Pizza. And that thing might come from Chuck E. Cheese. So, again, something that started out pretty good, you know, you think you're helping out the small guy, right? Right. But, but you don't know. You pull up on that app. What are the apps called? DoorDash. Oh, Uber it, oh you go through those people. You, I think some of them you can go through that. Or there maybe or another one that's used around here is called Toast. Um, I think you can use those apps to, to get some ghost kitchen food. If I don't know. I think it's really tough because, I mean, it's a standal. You know, a lot of these the person I follow on TikTok, her name is Grateful Pizza. She used to own a pizza place, but she stopped doing that and started helping her boyfriend with a weekly meal delivery. And she makes what looks like amazing focaccia bread part of this meal delivery service that they run during the during the week. And you know, and it's like an industrial kitchen that not they're not the only ones there working. There's like an Right. Another whole set yeah. of people over there Do also we, working. Right. And supposedly, it's not easy to keep it going. It said proper education industry failure is around 5%. But if you don't really know what you're doing, 35% of these ghost restaurants don't, don't make, make it. it. Yeah. And some of the factors that they don't make it is inconsistent customer experiences, competition, cons- you know, commission fees, Customer loyalty. So, you know, she, Grateful Pizza makes some focaccia bread, but somebody else copies her recipe that she just showed me on TikTok and starts right. making the same focaccia bread. So I think if, you know, as a lot of things go well, some, you know, we, I used to do reviews for TripAdvisor, you know, and sometimes it's just word of mouth if it's a good situation. And right. if you're good at making good product and your customer's happy and, you know, you're making somewhat of a profit, I think it's it's a little guy can win out on this. But I think you just got to keep going. And again, the big guy comes in and kind of squashes the little guy and the whole, the whole concept of the thing. You know, there's a few that I, I did see. One of them's called... Uh, the Burger Den. The Burger Den is actually Denny's. Oh, so Jesus. stay the hell away from that one. Uh, Boise Bill's All Stuffed Potatoes. That comes from Jason's Deli, which I kind of like. 
Which we love Jason's Deli. I wish there's one in Short Pump still. Mr. Beast Burger. That comes from Red Robin. The Pancake Kitchen is out of the Cracker Barrel. So here we go again. Little guy getting dogged by the crappy chain restaurants. So when you go to DoorDash and you look up chicken wings and you see all these crazy names listed from where you can get your wings and you think you're supporting a little business, you could actually be getting your wings from Outback or Firebirds or something. And there's celebrities getting yeah, involved. Yeah, but how, in this case, how many ghost kitchens, I mean, are, are there statistics? How many ghost kitchens are actually chains working? I don't know. Hmm. It's probably 50-50. I don't know. But there are celebrities getting into this thing. Uh, uh, Wiz Khalifa? Mm-hmm. Black and yellow, black, black and, and yellow. yellow. Black and yellow, All right, he's got Hot Box by hot Wiz. Box. How about Tyga? Tyga, is he dating Average Levine? I think he is. He's got Tyga Bites. Come on, dude. Uh, George Lopez, Tacos. So, so the only way to find out about these ghost kitchen offerings is to use one of the many three-party delivery apps. But well, one see, problem... If you t- talk to the guy, the Asian restaurant down the road, they don't like those because they get there's so much of a cut of their profit. That's being, what I was getting ready um, to get sorry. into. The problem with it is you, the restaurant that you order your food from has to dish out, what is it, 20, 30%? It's a, it's a big chunk, right? Right. I mean, we just had, you know. That's got to go to the delivery app people. I mean, that's a good chunk of change. So wifey, the other day, she goes and orders takeout from the Chinese food up the road on one of these apps. When she gets there, the owner of the Chinese restaurant told her next time, just call straight here. Don't use that app because you're costing me money. Isn't that what happened? Correct. He scolded me. Right. But, you know, people like using the apps because it's so quick and easy. It's easy. You're just click, 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 click. You're done. It's just another lingering effect of the pandemic. I mean, we couldn't go out to restaurants for the longest time. People were having food delivered to them like never before. Right. So people just got, what, spoiled, lazy, and just kept doing it. Well, I mean, I was watching some documentary about the beginning of the pandemic today. And if you remember, like the first week or so, I thought I was taking my life in my own hands, going to the food line or Publix or whatever to go pick up food. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, because everybody was like, you know, six feet away and I'm going to get this or they were cleaning out all. It seemed like the end of the world. <laughs> it was like Mission Impossible, just getting a meal on the table. Uh, look, we've been getting food delivered to us for for years. You know, of course, pizza has been been delivered to houses forever. But now you can have just about anything you want, really. I mean, anything delivered to your front door. But I just, some food doesn't travel well. Uh, Mm. It it doesn't. I mean, by the time you get it, it it might not be worth the hefty price you're paying for it. There's a restaurant that he and I were supposed to go during his break called Chow Capri. I can't imagine Chow Capri going 
terror <laughs> being well, delivered. Some people take pride in their in, in with the do. food they fix, and they're right. not putting it in some styrofoam box and handing it to some dude right. driving a, a Prius. Nothing against Prius, and you know, toting it down the road and hope it's sustainable when it gets there. I don't know. The ghost kitchen, I, I get it. You know, overhead is cut in half. There's no no dining customers, so that you don't have to pay any wait staff. There's no parking lot to tend to, no building to maintain other than the space you're cooking at. And, uh, you know, from what I can see from the people that are doing this, bringing up grateful pizza again, it looks like some quality stuff, you know. If you can find something that's consistent, you know, coming to the door over and over again, but you got to look at as I call corporate dining. And the other thing you're paying the price. I'm just guessing on this, but just say, just say you order two burgers and some onion rings. All right. It comes up to like 20 bucks. Right. Well, by the time you pay for what the delivery thing and the fee, I don't know what the fees are. I have no idea. Those two burgers and onion rings going to run you about 35 bucks. I'm not kidding. Plus, You've got to remember those people delivering, you need to tip them. I forgot about the travel. It's another chick I follow. She's a nomad. She travels around with a little Boston Terrier, stuff travels. And she, she, you know, she does DoorDash all day long. You know, and sometimes she gets tips within something. And sometimes people just hand her cash. So tip, tip your delivery people. One question I have. Is who is making sure these ghost kitchens are clean and following all the rules that a regular restaurant has to follow? Well, I mean, I mean if if you're like renting an industrial kitchen, I think they're checked all the time. But yeah, but, but and, you've got different groups coming within that kitchen cooking, so you've got to watch that. But, you've I, got, I mean, but I mean, people are setting up shop though over here, over there. I mean, there could be a ghost kitchen well, down I mean, the road. I watched a girl today who's a baker, and she, she looks like she does some quality stuff, and she she's baking. But you know, she's she's baking for a, a night market where she's standing outside underneath a tent. I don't know. I some of it to me is a little sketch. I think. I mean, it's not really an option for us because we're a little bit. I don't know. We're kind of out here as far as delivery goes. So, I mean, this is most that we're getting is food truck over there at the corner or the uh, post offices on Fridays. That's as close as we can get to any <laughs> right. dining options. I don't know. I mean, maybe the ghost kitchen is here to stay. You know, it's sort of like Amazon. You just click the mouse, tap your phone, and it, what? It shows up at the front door. Right. And again, if you can find something good and consistent you know, do it. All right. As we expressed before on these podcasts over and over again, the wifey and I, we have a little trouble sometimes at the restaurants out here. We, we've got a few we hit over and over because we know they're good and consistent. But And they know us by now. And sometimes we go out here and, you know, it's 65 bones for me plus tip and we get served like very little food or food that sucks and i know the and rest- we're not ordering cocktails either the restaurant business those. the restaurant it's in trouble i don't care what anybody says you know they're having they're still having trouble finding anybody who wants to you know walk around and wait on tables the food service industry is I mean, a no- taco 
Bell was closed the other day because it didn't have anybody to work it. Yeah, it's it's still a little ugly. The price of everything has just gone through the roof. So I don't know. Maybe the ghost kitchens are here to stay. Give it a try. See what happens. All right, we're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. Alan Turing. Check him out. If you have to do a book report and you're in middle school, do it on Alan Turing. Okay, born in 1912 from London, England. Early on, his teachers knew he was a genius. Um, He was just about everything. A mathematician, computer scientist, code breaker. Pretty much created artificial intelligence, which if you've cut the radio or television on lately that's a huge topic right now yes it is because now they've got programs that can write your book report for you can, they, can, they can write poems and songs can make a, a photograph of better something than taylor like, swift oh, all right computer science all right famous for many things but probably most important was the turing machine Right. A general purpose computer. Okay. Check it out. We're talking 19 way back, right? Way back. Uh, During World War II, Allen was a major player in breaking coded information from Germans. The German Enigma machines. Here's a horrible, horrible story. Uh, Alan Turing was arrested for being gay. In England at the time... They called it gross indecency. Uh, threatened with jail, but he took probation. Horrible end to his brilliant, this brilliant man's life. Uh, he dosed an apple with cyanide and took his own life. There's a great biopic with Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, I'm a Cumberbitch myself. It's a great, you know, telling of what his life was. Well, let's just be real. If if not for the genius of this man born in 1912 from London, the wifey might not be sitting in front of this laptop right now. And that oh, makes goodness. Alan Turing one tough son of a bitch. Those sound effects are getting slower and slower. Are we watching anything? We are watching, and we are watching, believe it or not, a sitcom. A sitcom that was on ABC. It's about this girl who comes back to uh, California. Not dead yet. It's called Not Dead Yet? Yes. She comes back. Can I talk? She's broke. She's self-described disaster. She goes back, restarts her life 10 years. She went to London to like move in with her boyfriend who was a chef. And it didn't work out. He's moved on to someone else. She comes back to the local paper she worked with before. It's uh, starring Gina Rodriguez. Uh, And part of her new job is she's writing obituaries. And while she's writing the obituaries, the people who the obituaries are about show up as ghosts and talk to her and kind of give her life advice because her life is such a disaster. Wow. It's not bad. I've really I'll take your word for it. It's it's you know it's a decent sitcom for ABC, you know, Disney. And anyway, and I've you know 
it's gotten pretty decent reviews, and I've per- pretty much decided I've been All right, enjoying it. All right, when does it come on? Comes on, I think, Wednesday night? Wednesday night on ABC. ABC, pretty good. All right, the ghost theme continues. <laughs> After these... Well, I haven't even brought, brought up ghosts. You know I love that show. Okay. That's coming up next. All right, as we told you last week, we're done with the cocktail of the week. I know it died a horrible death. We're sorry. But we, we, we ran it for so long. We The cocktails Under were start- extreme protest. Yeah, well... We're going to make things better now. It's going to be called Shot of the Week. And I am the shots man right here. Are we going to get a shots key like Andy? We could get a shots key. I could make one. It's just a board. All right. We're going to start off simple because we are simple. And we're going to start off with my favorite liquor, and that's bourbon. (sighs) And it's just a shot of bourbon, you know, I've been doing shots, I don't know, probably since my teenage years, and I'm still here to talk about it. My two tips, get some top-shelf bourbon. You know, if you've ever listened to two old guys on the back porch, you know I am a maker's man and a bullet man. And we learned some knowledge about Maker's Mark. We did? Did we not? We were watching together. I made you, forced you to watch with me one of my favorite programs. The food that made America, the food that built America. It's a good show. It's pretty good. And they did, the they were doing Smirnoff and Maker's Mark. And the Maker's Mark section and was one of the like, great grandsons that uh, kind of sold off the family's company. Sam, was it called Samuel's yes. Bourbon? Samuel. And then came back and remembered the recipe. The recipe and made his own bourbon. Even they even baked bread to see what the combination. Well, they of grains figured out were. that you get rid of the rye. Right. That's why makers people say it's too sweet. It's too sweet. It, it, it all bourbon's gonna. If you've never drank bourbon, it's, you're gonna make a little face at the beginning. It's gonna happen. But so, this cat cat figured out, dump the rye, and it's better. So and the wife he went and baked like a hundred and fifty some, you know. Loaves of bread to get the combination of the grains together for it to be pleasurable. And they really are the start of the modern bourbon, correct? Yes. And, you know, they went through the whole thing of how they made the... She's the one that decided, let's dip it in the wax. Dip it in the wax. And, She's a very smart lady. And the, even the maker's mark from silver. And we have been to Kentucky. And we, Mr. Stephen over here to the left me, did get to... To uh, put some red one. wax on a bottle. Anyway. I'm, I'm a maker's professional. <laughs> He's a pro. All right, we're going to do one right now just for you. It's just a shot of bourbon. I, tip number two, prefer to chase it with Mountain Dew. Just, to, just you know, it, it, you, you, dan- you slam it, and then it takes a little bite off. i just been doing it that way. Kitty Cat, are you going to chase it with Mountain Dew? Or just- you know, I will do it with you. All right, here we go. Cat, let's take a sip. Right. Woo! Not bad. That's what I'm talking about. All right. The first shot is down. The shot is done. And remember, shots do catch up to you very quickly, so be careful. All right. Today we were bumpered in with a band 
from Chicago, Illinois. They're called Horse Girl. Check them out. They're getting ready to blow up. It's three girls, two guitars, and a minimal drum kit. And they fucking jam. You got, I mean, it's sort of like Sleater, Kenny, and Sonic Youth had a baby. You got Nora. She's on vocals and guitar. You got Gigi. She's on the skins. And Penelope is also on guitar and vocals. And they make a lovely racket. And they went to NYU, right? Don't know that. Yes, they went to NYU. They're both from New York, attending NYU. Okay. Um, They're not even supposed to be in the clubs. They're like 17, 18 years old. Making a dolly, yo. Yep. The closest they're coming to here, they're coming to the 930 Club in July. Right. They so start, that, they're start. they starting their tour July, July 6th at Summerfest 2023. Mm-hmm. They're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Horse Girl. They jam. Today we were bumpered in with the song Anti-Glory. I've listened to it, I don't know, like a hundred times. So check out Horse Girl right now, right now, wherever you get your music. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. We will see you all down the road. See ya.